0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 1st of December. The World Health Organisation has this morning issued a warning for those over the age of 60 or with compromised immune systems to postpone their travel plans as top health experts struggle to get on top of the new Omicron COVID variant. It comes as a number of countries across the world continue to tighten their borders and enforce tough quarantine restrictions. Back home, the Prime Minister says state and territory leaders have agreed to push ahead with a suppression strategy and avoid lockdowns, as new cases of the variant are detected in Australia. After an emergency of National Cabinet, Scott Morrison says our high vaccination rate means Australia is in a better position to deal with new strains, and he wants to avoid border closures just weeks before Christmas.
2: We're not going back to lockdowns. None of us want that. We are going to keep moving forward into Christmas and into 2022 and we're going to open safely and we're going to stay safely open.
0: It comes as another case of Omicron is confirmed in New South Wales. The woman in her 30s testing positive late yesterday after arriving from South Africa on Saturday. A number of possible exposure sites have now been listed across the central coast of New South Wales and also Sydney's west, including a major shopping centre. New South Wales has announced it will also increase the penalties for those who break isolation, quarantine and testing requirements with individuals facing 5000 fines and $10,000 fines for companies. To Victoria now and tributes are flowing for a much-loved nurse and mother of three who has died from COVID. Gillian Dempsey had worked in the emergency department of the Anglis Hospital since 2007. She's been described as an unsung hero and is believed to be the first Victorian hospital worker to die of COVID. In other news this morning, a bombshell report into the workplace culture at Parliament House in Canberra has been released. It's found one in three employees has suffered some form of sexual harassment, with the report making a number of key recommendations, including a new code of conduct for parliamentarians and an independent standards commission. Here is Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins. I was probably most moved in the interviews by hearing the experiences of young people who start in Parliament with great dreams of working for our Parliament and quickly discover bullying and harassment is normalised. And I also was pretty devastated to realise how much tougher it is for women as staffers or parliamentarians than the men. It's really difficult for them. The investigation was sparked after the alleged sexual assault of Brittany Higgins at Parliament House in 2019. Ms Higgins has responded to the groundbreaking report saying she hopes the findings spark inspired immediate action. And the number for Lifeline is 131114. And a number of flood warnings have been issued for areas across northern New South Wales and southern Queensland. Inglewood in Queensland has now been declared an emergency zone with hundreds of residents forced to evacuate overnight. Centuries-old rain records have already been broken with more wet weather on the way. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Victoria and human remains found in the state's high country will be forensically examined to confirm whether they belong to two campers who disappeared early last year. Our reporter James Royce has the details from Melbourne.
2: It was yesterday afternoon in Dargo when the latest breakthrough in this mystery was made, the discovery of human remains as part of the search for missing campers Russell Hill and Carol Clay. The pair was last seen in March last year in the remote Warnagata Valley, And last week, 55-year-old Jetstar pilot Greg Lynn was charged with their murders. Police say tests are now being done to confirm the identity of the remains, but they warn the process is likely to take some time.
0: And to Queensland, and the Premier has announced a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for a number of staff working in high-risk settings, including schools, childcare centres and airports. The teachers' union says it supports the move, but there are concerns a number of employees will now leave. David Shiraz has this report from Brisbane.
1: Good morning, Tash. The union says its first priority is ensuring a safe working environment for its members, many of whom have underlying health conditions themselves. It says the move helps ensure school staff and students are protected from COVID as much as possible, and that it also reduces the chance of further disruptions to learning caused by lockdowns. While PNC Queensland's responded, saying the mandate will impact volunteers in tuck shops, uniform shops and swim clubs. It argues even classrooms could be a deterrent from continuing to volunteer. It says up to 15% of its volunteers could become ineligible to continue to help out at local state schools. It's predicted as many as 6,000 teachers could be impacted. Those affected will need both doses by January 23rd. (coughs)
0: For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, we've seen three months of declines for the ASX. How much is this due to COVID and, of course, this new variant?
1: Oh, it's harsh. Seriously, good morning. It, look, it, and we should always say it's always a bigger health and public policy issue than it is a finance issue, but it does impact the business world. And it turns out that between Delta, Omicron and everything else, we've had three straight months of losses on the ASX. Now, it's not the worst thing in the world. The market does bounce around. It is volatile But people who jumped into the market in March or April last year and have known nothing but gains ever since, just a reminder that over long stretches of time, the market can go up as well as down. Hopefully we get Omicron under control and hopefully we can get back to business as usual and some rising share prices in future.
0: Yeah, fingers and toes crossed. Now the Westpac story, it is huge. $80 million in compensation and more than $110 million in fines as the corporate watchdog takes one of our biggest banks to court in six different cases.
1: (laughs) It's incredible. Four years after the royal commission and you gotta you gotta start wondering when do they when do they finally finish the kind of process of finding things the banks haven't done right i think we can say that outright because westpac have pretty much accepted the asic deal it's going to court just to rubber stamp the agreement that asic and westpac have already reached which as you say is almost 200 million dollars worth of costs for westpac on the back of nab's problems more recently and the other banks besides you do wonder look these are complex businesses i get why you maybe as a ceo or a cfo you don't know everything about the business but I tell you what, they're really got to get their systems in order because charging 11,000 dead people is really not okay. Bad for the business, bad for shareholders and, of course, bad for the relatives who had to deal with that as well as everything else they were going through.
0: Yes, certainly. And, gosh, housing prices skyrocketing, petrol prices are skyrocketing. The cost of living is through the roof at the moment and it seems insurance could be next, Scott.
1: Oh man, so <laughs> the hits just keep coming, don't they? they Talk about twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is the this is the challenge. So, of course, insurance pricing is based largely on what the insurers expect to pay out in claims. They try and keep a really, really small slip and Only you know five or six percent of the of the value they take in. They pay the rest out in claims. The claims run rate has been so high. In other words, the kind of the average amount they're paying out month on month has been really, you know, continuing to go up. And this is not even peak storm season, of course. We're about to go. We are now in summer, of course. We're about to go into, you know, the, the, the peak storm season. And claims are really running it well ahead of, of historical forecasts and, and the reality. problem with that is they're going to have to put prices up to cover some of those claims, and that's not going to be something that stops anytime soon. Whether it's just the cost of rebuilding, the impact of climate change, insurance is going to get more expensive. And as you say, unfortunately, we have to add that the petrol prices and homes and everything else. It's a it's a reminder that prices can go up and can go up particularly yeah potentially very quickly.
0: Indeed. Thanks so much, Scott.
1: Thanks, Dash. <laughs>
0: the sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. More than 20,000 fans in Newcastle have watched the Matildas rescue a one-all draw with the US.
2: Good morning, Tash. The atmosphere was certainly electric. They fell behind in the first five minutes, though certainly got some issues in defence to fix up before the Asian Cup kicks off in January, and then in 2023 of course we've got a World Cup as well. Kaya Simon, though, saved the day with a late goal to uh, reserve some pride. In towards
1: Kerr, Kaya Simon, deflection! In!
2: You can hear how nuts the crowd went. That was thanks to Channel 10. Uh, coach Tony Gustafsson says his players showed a lot of heart and it was an emotional roller coaster watching from the sidelines.
0: I think I had the, all the emotions you can have as a human being tonight. I
2: was upset at times, but I was really happy as well. But the players proven exactly what this team is about. You know, that never say die attitude. Certainly got some issues to work out in defence, but a better performance than the 3-0 loss in Sydney over the weekend.
0: Yeah, and this is interesting. It will develop throughout the day, but the fifth Ashes test in Perth looks increasingly unlikely to go ahead.
2: Yeah, the fifth test is due to kick off on January 14. That's just five days after the Sydney test finishes. Now, the Aussie and England squads have only just been released from quarantine in Queensland, but WA's Premier Mark McGowan says they'll have to go back in in his state in the middle of January, and that doesn't just apply to players either. We have put in place very strict rules. So we've said to them, you need to have 14 days quarantine. And that has to apply to all the broadcast staff, the cricket staff. Uh, they can't just bring uh, wives and girlfriends with them. Now, someone who flew home to WA yesterday was Josh Inglis, the uh, Warriors wicket keeper. He was in line to make his test debut. So it looks like Alex Carey now is uh, firming to take Tim Plain's place in the test side, And he too would be making his debut. So it looks like Alex Carey will get the baggy green for the first test uh, at the Gab starting December the 8th.
0: And Brett, Brandon Smith has apologised to Melbourne Storm after offending the club during an interview this week.
2: Yeah, the fallout from that interview on a podcast uh, continues. He claimed that there's a drinking culture at Melbourne Storm and the Storm released a statement saying a deeply offended current and former players. There was some talk they could tear up the last year of his contract now. The other thing that came out of that podcast was uh, how highly he rated the Roosters after meeting with them uh, recently and looks like that's the club he will sign with for 2023 and beyond. Storm won't be letting him go early. He'll report back for pre-season training, play out the next year of his contract with the Storm and then, in all likelihood, will join the Roosters the year after. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash.
0: And more than 60 people have spent three days trapped in a pub in the UK after getting snowed in while watching an Oasis cover band. They spent time playing pub quizzes, board games, and, of course, enjoying some karaoke while sleeping on the couches. Thankfully, the pub was well-stocked, with the manager saying everyone had such a good time They're planning a reunion in a year's time. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, first day of summer, and we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Listener.